0: Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website keeptalking.co to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Hey talkers, I really hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to go into the depths of the ego, the emotions, and the soul. Meternos en el mar profundo de las emociones, el ego y el alma. I'm very excited about this. I'm going to be reviewing a book called Los Cuatro Acuerdos by Dr. Miguel Ruiz. And this is a book that was recommended to me by my friend Andrés Mejía who, if you've been following Keep Talking for a while, we've had him on two different episodes of podcast. Um, he goes by La Mística de Andres Mejia. He is essentially a meditation and mindfulness expert who has spent many years trying to understand the human mind, the emotions, uh, the ego, and everything that has to do with it. And I did a full course with him on mindfulness uh, almost a year ago. And at the end of the course, he recommended this book called Los Cuatro Acuerdos. Um, You should definitely check out those previous two episodes if you haven't seen them. They're both about an hour long. Uh, You should also check out his page, La Mística de Andrés Mejía, on all the social network platforms. But this book, Los Cuatro Acuerdos... The Four Agreements, if you translate it into English. I believe it is, uh, of course, available in different languages as well. Uh, But I've noticed that a lot of people that I've met recently have read this book. It's almost as if when you get involved in something, you start attracting or becoming attracted to other people that are into the same thing. And I've met four or five other people who have read this book and been influenced by it. But basically, this book, Los Cuatro Acuerdos, or The Four Agreements, is a great way to help understand yourself Improve your relationships with other people and then also maybe even more importantly improve your relationship with yourself By understanding yourself better and I'm going to explain I'm going to give my opinion on this book I'm going to explain the basics of Los Cuatro Acuerdos of each one of the four agreements. I'm going to give my opinion, and I'm going to be doing this kind of in English and Spanish. As most of you know, we kind of speak a mix of English and Spanish on here sometimes, so if you don't speak one language or the other that well as I'm going through this podcast, if you struggle to understand any of it, definitely reach out to us at Keep Talking, or check out the book yourself, Los Cuatro Acuerdos, in whatever language is easiest for you. I'm also... Going to at the end talk about my opinion of agreement number two, ese acuerdo número dos, because I got a chance to sit and and think about this for a long time after some events that happened in my recent past. So I have a bit of a different take, a different opinion on uh, agreement number two, but I'm going to save that for the end. So. To go over this book, the first part, where, where it really drew me in, look, que me llamó mucha la atención, it's on like page number 20 or 21, I believe, where uh, the author, Dr. Miguel Ruiz, essentially talks about how we are living, to kind of put it in his words, viviendo en un infierno. We're almost living in a hell that we've created for ourselves, even though we have all these wonderful things in the modern world, and we think we have a lot of freedoms. We are actually not so free at all. We have so many restrictions that we put on ourselves and our decisions and our actions because of the society, and these things that he calls acuerdos that we've made, these agreements that we've made about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate, etc., etc. And the problem is that many of these agreements come out of fear and not out of love. Muchos de estos acuerdos surgen del miedo. In no el amor. And in my opinion, I've sat there and analyzed this on myself now. In my 32 years of life on this earth so far, I would say that I've definitely acted more out of fear, much more out of fear in the decisions I've made and the things that I've done than out of love. Now, I'm going to read a passage, actually. It's about two paragraphs. It should take about one minute here, one or two minutes, that I really thought was interesting in Spanish from this book. So he says... Has establecido millares de acuerdos contigo mismo, con otras personas, con el sueño que es tu vida, con Dios, con la sociedad, con tus padres, con tu pareja, con tus hijos, pero los acuerdos más importantes son los que has hecho contigo mismo. En esos acuerdos te has dicho quién eres, qué sientes, qué crees y cómo debes comportarte. El resultado es lo que llamas tu personalidad. En esos acuerdos dices, esto es lo que soy, esto es lo que creo, soy capaz de hacer ciertas cosas y hay otras Que, no, que yo no puedo hacer esto es real y lo otro es fantasía esto es posible y aquello es imposible un solo acuerdo no sería un gran problema pero tenemos muchos acuerdos que nos hacen sufrir que nos hacen fracasar en la vida si quieres vivir con alegría alegría y satisfacción debes hallar la valentía necesaria para romper esos acuerdos que se basan en el miedo y reclamar tu poder personal Los acuerdos que surgen del miedo requieren un gran gasto de energía, pero los que surgen del amor nos ayudan a conservar nuestra energía y incluso a aumentarla. Okay. So, as you can see here, if you you sit there and think about it to yourself, there are a lot of times in your life, certainly in my life, where we do things much more out of fear. All of these little things that we take as as facts, right? Say, oh yeah, well, I have to do this. You know, I have to do this because society said so. It's out of fear of not fitting in, fear of a lot of different things. But I think you get the point. And if we have the courage to break these these agreements that we've made with ourselves out of fear for whatever reason, we can become really powerful. Now, the first agreement, acuerdo numero uno, is ser impecable con la palabra, to be impeccable with your word or your words now i'm going to relate this a little bit to my own personal situation because i was recently in a relationship a romantic relationship that ultimately failed and ended about five or six months months ago and it was very painful for me and i learned a lot and i'm still learning a lot from this experience and i'm not going to go into the details obviously uh, because in every relationship there are you know uh both people Make mistakes, have issues, etc., etc., and I think if you sit there and analyze what happened at the end, you know you start to learn things about yourself. And so, regarding this first agreement, acuerdo número uno, ser impecable con la palabra to be impeccable with your words. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean well. Okay. Of course, it means to to tell the truth, right? Don't lie to people. No le mientas a una persona, pues, un ser querido a nadie, ¿verdad? You know, don't lie. And even those little mentiritas. Um, those little little white lies or those little just things that you that you hid from the other person, right? Like maybe at the beginning of a relationship you say something to a person just sort of to make them feel better or you don't tell them the truth about how you really feel because you're afraid it might ruin the relationship or something like that and you don't want to risk losing that relationship. So out of fear you are not saying certain things to a person that you, that you you're not saying exactly what you believe. A person, right? Now, there's a whole other uh, part of this, another subtopic, which is nonviolent communication. Um, now, nonviolent communication it talks a lot about how it's something I never knew anything about, but essentially, when you're in an argument with someone, right, a lot of us, we make the mistake of just saying, no, you're wrong, or no, you're an asshole, or whatever it may be, or no, you know, you did this and it's the wrong thing to do, etc., etc. Now, everyone has different opinions of what's right and wrong. Todos tenemos opiniones diferentes de qué es correcto y no correcto. Y siempre hay dos lados a cada historia. There's always two sides or more to every story. And so when we say things like that, when we tell people that, no, you're just wrong, or you did this and you're the problem, or something like that, if we are to change that, if we would just change that and say, I feel that what you did was wrong, or I think that what you did was wrong, or it is my opinion that what you did was wrong, or I felt hurt by when you do that, did this, or I felt I didn't like it when you did this. Now what we're saying is essentially impeccable. Impeccable. Por qué? Why? Because at the beginning of that sentence when we say I feel this way, well that's truth. I think this that's the truth. Eso es verdad. Porque yo siento así. I'm saying what I feel or what I think. Now if you just say, hey, you're an asshole or you were wrong, well that all depends on the other person's opinion, on society's opinion, on everybody else's opinion. You know, there's two, three sides to every story. But if you just say, hey, this is how I feel, or this is what I think, then you're being totally honest in a sense. And no one can take that away from you. You're being impecable con la palabra. You're still expressing your disagreement, but you're doing it in a way that is is justified. You're saying, hey, I feel this way. I feel this way, if that makes sense, right? Now, this is a big one, just being impecable con la palabra. All of these little things will make a huge difference, especially if you're the type of person who doesn't like to confront someone, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, or a work relationship, if you hide things that you don't like at the beginning of the relationship, they will probably ultimately come back to bite you and they will come back to bite you in the worst moments, which is what I learned as well from my failed relationship recently. Now, acuerdo numero dos, no tomar las cosas personalmente. Agreement number two is to not take things personally. We often always take things personally when someone makes a comment or someone does something that we that really isn 't even about us. You know sometimes someone will say something that um, it 's more about themselves than it is about us, and we always take it personally because as humans, we have a bias. We have this bias in our brain that doesn't focus. We focus on ourselves for one and we often focus on the negativity. If someone says anything that that makes us feel, oh, I'm inadequate or I'm, you know, a bad person or I'm, you know, negative because of this, whatever, we always take that personally. So this agreement says that we should not take those things personally when someone makes comments about ourselves because it'll be much easier to let things go. To move on. To not hold a grudge. To hold a grudge is to guardar rencor against a person. We don't want to do that if we don't think, take things personally. Now I'm going to come back to this at the end in a few minutes here because I have my own spin on this. Tengo mi propia versión de este acuerdo que he desarrollado. So the third agreement. El tercer acuerdo es no hacer suposiciones. Don't make suppositions or don't make assumptions don't assume that someone feels a certain way when you're in a relationship um, you often assume that someone likes a certain thing you know like let's say you're buying for your special if you're you know a man who's with a woman you buy for your special senorita some things at the store because you know, you think that she's always going to love it when you do that, but maybe she doesn't. Maybe she prefers to go and buy her own things because you picked the wrong things. You know what I mean? I mean, probably a woman is going to say, yes, of course, keep buying me more things. So this is a bad example, but you get the point, right? We often assume things about other people without actually asking. It's better to ask. It's better to just ask honestly and say, hey, is this something that makes you happy? Is this something that makes you like or that you like? How do you feel about this? Right? We make these assumptions, and oftentimes, even though a lot of times our assumptions are correct, but they can be totally wrong. Estas suposiciones pueden ser totalmente equivocadas, and that can end up really damaging and even ruin, ruining the relationship in the long term. Now, acuerdo número cuatro, agreement number four, es hacer siempre lo máximo que puedas. Do the, the best you can or the maximum that you can always, right? It essentially says that as long as you focus as much as you can every day on being as good as you can with the first three acuerdos, then your life will continue to get better and better. You will fail. No vas a poder eh, hacer esos tres acuerdos, los primeros tres perfectamente. You will not be able to hold perfectly true to all of those first three. But keep trying to get better and better, hacer lo máximo que puedas. Okay. Let's go back to number two here for a second. Now, that's the one about taking things personally, no tomar las cosas personalmente, right? Not taking things personally. So in the last three years, really, I've had three relationships, one of them a romantic relationship and then two non-romantic, two friendships over the past three years that have basically fallen apart, que, que se han caído, que han sido arruinados, digamos. And a lot of it's, you know, of course, in any sort of relationship, when things go bad, both people made mistakes. Always. Almost, you know, it's never all one person's fault. I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's that's never, never the way it is. Both sides make mistakes. And a big problem that I made in these relationships is I didn't apply acuerdo numero uno. I did not apply um, number one, which is... Ser impeccable con la palabra, be impeccable with your words, because a lot of times I would hide certain things, I would hide certain feelings towards these people, and then in the bad moments when we started to have an argument, these, these feelings came out, and then it comes out in the worst way. Now, during these three failed relationships, when things went bad with all three of these people individually, each one of them said some extremely negative things about me, some really nasty things about me now according to this agreement acuerdo numero dos i should not take these things personally no debería tomar esas cosas que dijeron personalmente right plus these three individuals undoubtedly have their own issues their own insecurities which is probably why they said some of these things oftentimes when we say bad things about people it's because of our own insecurities trust me i've done it in the past I've said negative, nasty things to people who didn't deserve it, mainly because of my own insecurities. Let me repeat that in Spanish. Yo he dicho cosas feas a otras personas, amigos, en el pasado, muy negativos sobre ellos por mis propias inseguridades y mis propios problemas. And I think that that's something almost all of us have done. So, on the one hand, I should probably be very careful about listening to what these three individuals said about me because I know they have their own issues and insecurities as well. I mean, probably the best thing to do, especially according to this agreement, is to just let it go, right? Soltarlo, soltar sus palabras, no enfocarme en esas palabras, not take it personally. That was kind of what I was thinking at the beginning, but I do a lot of meditation, a lot of meditation and journaling every morning where I sit by myself and I felt that the best way to learn from it was actually to take a lot of these things personally and use what they said. Because a lot of what they said is true. When I sit and analyze all of the things that they said about me, I think that the majority is true in a certain to a certain extent. A couple of the things that they said were certainly not. La mayoría de las cosas que dijeron tienen un elemento de verdad. Por lo menos, un poco verdaderos, ¿verdad? Algunas cosas no, cuando las analizo eh, profundamente, ¿verdad? But some of the things they said were definitely true. So for me, it was about figuring out, okay, which of these things that they said about me were true. Then, go and attack those weaknesses. Those are my weaknesses. What happened in all three of these relationships is that my weaknesses were exposed. Mis debilidades emocionales, psicológicas, etc. Personales se expusieron. See? So now it's time to go attack those weaknesses. There's something that really has stuck with me recently. I've listened to a couple of podcasts with Tim Grover. Tim Grover is a... <clears throat> Well, he was the the coach, the the trainer, the athletic trainer for, among other athletes, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, um, two of the NBA's, probably two of the five or ten greatest basketball players of all time, right? And many other incredible athletes, champion athletes. And one of the things that he always talks about is a state of anger versus a state of controlled rage. Un estado de enojo o un estado de, digamos, rabia controlada. Now, I think that rabia here is probably not the best translation. Rage, okay. So, rabia, I know that a lot of times it, it depends on the country you go to. Yo creo que la palabra rabia se puede usar de diferentes sentidos, pero no sé si es la mejor traducción aquí. En todo sentido, voy a explicar esto en inglés. Eh, anger versus controlled rage so anger you're acting sort of irrationally con el enojo estás actuando de una manera irracional with a controlled rage what is a controlled rage let me see if i can paraphrase sort of the way tim grover talks about it because he says that all of the great athletes michael jordan kobe bryant all of the others that he's coached are always able to operate from this controlled rage where essentially You are upset about something that happened, whether it's something someone said, whether it's a previous failure of yours, um, something that someone did to you, whatever it may be. You are upset about something. You are not happy about it, but you act in a rational manner. You keep yourself stable. You keep your your head level and you do exactly what you have to do to make up for that or to make improvements or to win, quote unquote, the next time, right? Right. And what Tim Grover says is, it's about how long you can stay in control. Because for me, for me, acting in a controlled rage is about letting go of my anger at those people. Soltar ese enojo que tenía hacia estas personas, o mejor dicho, hacia las cosas que me dijeron, o que me hicieron. ¿sí? Wish them the best. To wish them the best. Desearlos lo mejor en la vida and that's something that's difficult that's something that the my lower self my ego mi ego still struggles with i have moments where my ego says no i hope they fail i hope they fail in the future because of what they said it did to me and that's my ego talking but then when i look at things from above from an observing witness perspective like testigo observador when you're seeing things from above this is another big concept talk to Andres about it follow him if you want to learn more about it but when you look at things from above from your higher self you realize that you have to wish them the best you wish these people the best because ultimately if they don't do well in their lives then I mean independent of how they are if you have a person that you no longer have a relationship with what they what happens to them does not affect you so ultimately wish them the best going forward hope that they learned some of the same things that you learned from the failed relationship and then when you get back to yourself use what they said to make improvements to yourself to create the best version of yourself and that's what i'm working on right now i will never forget the things that they said about me i never will so i do take things personally i do take things personally And I'm going to use them to improve myself and hold nothing against the person who said it. Nothing against them. All right, talkers. I think that's all I got for you today. That's why I really like this book. I, of course, have my own spin on agreement number two. But you should read it and formulate your own opinions. Thanks, talkers. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at KeepTalkingCo and check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our.